Welcome, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lachlan, and with my co-host, Jerry Gabriel, we're your professors of pop. Jerry, I can't believe it. We've reached the season finale of uh, season one. I know. I can't believe we're here. Like, I, I didn't think we were going to make it. I thought for sure. This podcast, um, for anyone who's die. been following along yeah. the 41 Productions journey, has been a long time coming. But, you know, with life, with a fucking global pandemic, it's it was tough to put together. But we're finally here. I'm so excited. Yeah. And it's uh, there's just more more uh entertainment coming from us because uh, we're gonna probably do another season of this it's gonna be quite fun and uh i can't wait till uh see the response hopefully we'll have some uh, emails and stuff coming towards i us. can't wait to hear what people have to say and suggestions for season two for sure but jerry without further ado class is in session I don't like being robbed from, and it's highly against the law, stealing from people. How have you been robbed? Well, we'll see, won't we? Seymour Stein told me, sign him right away. With a name like that, you can't go wrong. Do you have my blessings? Go, girl. And, um, but I yet had to convince a couple of other people in the company, and I took my boss, Nancy Jeffries, who was the head of the A&R department, to a show in Los Angeles that we set up especially for her so she could witness them and make up her own opinion and see if we wanted to put mega dollars behind them. And it was the biggest disaster I had ever witnessed. Hell yeah. So these, these songs we're playing tonight, we have a lot of records. We've got six full-length albums this year. And that's why we're gonna get the biggest record deal in history because we're smart. Ready? Now, if Anton thought that anyone screwed up during a song, he would immediately correct them. This guy wasn't long for the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Okay, I need a fucking drink. I'm not getting paid. Send the waitress up here right now. Else we're fucking leaving. We already played for these people that stayed for us. I'm working harder than you, motherfucker! Alright, this next song is about love. And it's called, well, love. Hey, quit! Hey, I'm gonna have the bouncers beat you up if you don't stop stepping on their mics, man. They don't like that. Pick that shit up! Bring them off! Keep the fucking shit up and quit! Hey, you fucking asshole, you get off, you get out of here too. I'll play by myself, Gene. You go have a drink. Bye, watch. Well, uh, we have our special guest, which is 
Phil Shearing. He is the director of Bazenfest, and he is the founder of the band Paddle to the Sea. Sure, recommend give a listen to on uh, Spotify. You'll be our probably fourth listener this month, so uh, that's yeah, always good. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> we can always use more. Yeah, I'm sh- well, it's just like I wish uh, more people listen to good music like yours. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So. Yes, uh, to begin, we're basically doing movie biopics, but uh, I think what we're doing is like really doing a, an analysis of the rock star, because that's what's really what's going the on Musician here. biopic. Yes. So uh, the rock star, what is, what is it about the rock star we find so interesting? Is it the debauchery, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Like a way like we can live through this person's insane life vicariously, like a crazy roller coaster of beats. And a story that takes us from the heights of success to the downward spiral of usual addiction, abuse, and hating your fellow bandmates. And uh, sometimes you uh, you rise like a phoenix again, and sometimes you crash and burn because that seems to be the two th- uh, major themes that I've seen in rock star movie or uh, you know musician biopics. Um, so I have to ask myself a question: What is it about rock stars that we find so appealing? Is it something? like out of this world are they kind of like shamans aside from the obvious depictions of native men leading morrison into the desert and oliver stones the doors movie we, what we'll be talking about later there's an obvious depiction of rock stars as larger than life almost shamans there's a scene in morrison where he explains how shamans get ill to heal his local village so we have like stories of people that can transcend their being through music and then we have also stories about marginalized groups like women and queer communities trying to make it like Joan Jett and the Runaways, which Steph will be talking about later, or Rami Malek's interpretation of Freddie Mercury. Documenting a band makes a band become more accessible and more real, and we see this in the movie that Phil will be talking about, Dig, which is just a, a kind of a masterpiece of a documentary, and, and we're going to hear more about it. Um... We also see the like through a like a documentary lens. We also see like the failures and the trials that uh, people go through when they're trying to create a masterpiece, and that's what we're that what these people are. They're geniuses to us, and that's why we admire them. We want to know more about their lives. That is the musician biopic. Yeah. So I guess my two cents on this topic is it can be very formulaic and cliched the judd if you haven't seen the judd apatow movie walk hard a dewey cox story i i highly highly recommend it because it's really a satire of you know like the johnny cash biopic ray about how these movies are quite formulaic and that's part of the reason why we like it you know we know the rock star is gonna have sex and debauchery moments but then there's always that moment of redemption and then they end up okay. Right. But like we, like the whole Dewey Cox thing is though they're making fun of those the other beats that No, you see. exactly. You exactly. See the same beats in every movie. That scene like, where he's oh. like, You don't want this, it's marijuana. You don't want this, this is cocaine. Yeah. You don't it's want like this, fr- this is heroin. It's always at first the musician's like not into drugs. I'm not into drugs, man. I'm not into any drugs. And then the <laughs> next uh, three scenes later. They're doing like cocaine. <laughs> the one line that really sums it up, though, perfectly. Yeah. I think it's Tim Cook. He looks to the camera and he says, Dewey Cox has got to think about his whole life before he plays. 
and don't get me wrong even though it's very formulaic even though you know it we know what's gonna happen i still love the genre yeah, I, mean, I find it totally fun all I, the time. The movies that we picked were so much fun to watch. Like all three movies. That's were why great. they're so popular. And one of them, like okay, like I saw The Doors. Who, uh, yeah, yeah, um, of course. And like I, I brought that movie up because of like the whole idea of like how Oliver Stone interprets kind of like the musician as like a, a like almost like a beyond a human. Like this is Jim not Morrison was an asshole. He was a total asshole. <laughs> <laughs> The way he treated his woman, his uh, the Meg anybody. Ryan character, yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. It's like, yeah, we look up these people, but aren't they also like kind of douchebags? At yeah. The same time? <laughs> he was so full of himself. Yeah, it's it's weird because when I watch that movie now, and when I watched it when I was oh, when kid, I was seventeen, I loved it. I adored it. I, like it's so different now because yeah. like, now I'm like cringing kind of. Absolutely, me too. I, I, I definitely cringed I was, upon like, thought there were great scenes at the when but, I was younger, but the. The elephant in the room is that in order to get to those heights of stardom, you kind of need to have the belief that you're you're the lizard king. You can do everything. It's true. You, it you, is it, very true. And also... Great artists are also very often... Uh, you got to have a certain ego to get that. I agree. Yeah. Confidence. But yeah. that being said, for everyone that makes it, there's a thousand other salmon that, that are went just upstream as good, but... and they didn't get up the the rocks and and basically that's why we, to... that's another reason why we love this genre because we love imagining that we're the person who gets it right yeah yeah um i really like you know what I, was, I thought was interesting is like talking about like just one more thing about the doors um it's it's that uh you're willing to look past all this person's like, like, uh, you know, his, his flaws as a, as a human and still consider him like great in some weird way. And, uh, and then you see like, what if, what if that, but is then you have to wonder is like, is that because like they're famous, you know, maybe I have this like weird thing. Like when I was watching Phil's movie about like kind of a destruction of a band, like, but early on in their career, which is like usually supposed to happen later on in the career. <laughs> the best there's a line from the movie that I thought was great from Dig where there's a girl at a show and she's like, usually like the downward drug spiral happens before like before You gotta you, be a lot more successful. Like after you get famous, not yeah. before you get famous. <laughs> and that's what people like they, they knew they were seeing genius. And yet at the same time they're also watching like just a fucking shit show in front of them. It's like this is not going to make it. But when when yeah. When you watch that film, it it basically the protagonist quickly becomes Anton Newcomb, which yeah. uh, so you basically are rooting for him, right? And the well, box I, it I, only did like two two hundred and forty seven thousand worldwide as box box office numbers, right? So that's not a lot of money. I'm sure they spent way more than that following them for seven years. Yeah. Uh, but what what happened was it spawned a cult following. And now, when you see Brian Jonestown Massacre, they're they're playing arenas, and they're, no one's throwing pennies at their face anymore. Oh no, but they're he's, they're he's, he's probably not, more more famous than Danny Warhol's now. Yeah, and he's not getting like, uh, yeah. But th- I don't know. Like, did they invite those rowdy fans? Because they were pretty known for just fucking tearing, like being easily provoked. Like people are probably well the provoking them. I, as people found out that Anton was a bit you know chaotic then they wanted to see the reaction so it became kind of like he's like i'm you know i think he he didn't want to be like the the 
a clown or whatever. He wanted to be taken seriously, but um, then they were trying to get reactions out of him. So they would actually throw, you know, coins at him or, or try to antagonize him. Or they'd uh, actually, my, my former roommate, uh, John Cohen, uh, he's the one who introduced me to this movie. And uh, he was in the band The Deers back in the day. Oh, yeah, it, cool. He, he, he quit right around No Cities Left. I think he recorded and then left. But uh, he told me, uh, check out this movie. It's super hype. Yeah. And he had just seen Brian Jonestown play yeah. in Montreal. Uh, I think it was at Sala Rosa or something. Yeah, and there was oh, a I lot of people. There was a lot of people at that show, too. It was a bit like they were big. Oh, at that point. Yeah, but the, so this is going back a ways. So this is probably 2004 yeah. or five. And he said, yeah, I saw Anton. And he ran out of the, the, like right before they were supposed to play, he ran out and he disappeared for 30 minutes. Who knows where he went? Right, and then he came back and he played a great show, and he's like, you know, maybe that's what the Drugs fuel that he needs. Perhaps I, I'm sure he wasn't crocheting, <laughs> but yeah. uh, he's like, okay, I'm in a new city. I uh, the show already started, but I want to get some drugs. <laughs> you know, just a quick <laughs> what thirty minutes. What do I do? Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. But but uh, my maybe... favorite scenes were I'm, I mean I'm, I don't like violence and stuff, but watching a band fight on stage the way they fought was kind of crazy. There's a pile up at one point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh... At some point, you're like, are they... It kind of seems like like they got to be putting this on. Like, this has got to be part of the uh, spectacle. But it is like... I get what he was doing was pretty interesting. He was like, I'm going to do the opposite of the Danji Warhols where they're like all this prepackaged thing. I'm going to keep changing. Like, I'm going to be in flux all the time so that I'll just keep... At one point, he had, like, a bunch of cult members, and they're wearing white robes. But they, and I'm like, uh, but they're basically turning into a cult now. <laughs> this is the guy as the cult leader. But that he was, was, he was cool also prolific concept. because he put yeah. out, I think, something like three albums in the space of 12 yeah. months. And the music wow. is. And you know how hard it is yeah. to put yeah, out yeah. one and album. The music is yeah. solid. It's really good. So there's, like, there's no doubt they had the chops for it. They just... Yeah. Uh, they were wild cards. You didn't know what you were going to get that day. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. They're one of those salmon that had trouble making it upstream. Yeah. But, but, they, but no, that, they're, no, they're, they're legendary. Like, they're, yeah. they're super world world known. Yeah. and But they built a cred around that. So it kind of I mean, it works like with anything, like especially like the grunge era, right? It's like the first time people were like listening was like music that was punk earlier on but it became mainstream so like oh this is now totally acceptable but punk music was really ag aggressive at that time where like people didn't want to listen to it you know uh, that's what i liked about the runaways a lot stuff your movie yes. is the use of the stooges is awesome like all the scenes where they use the stooges songs are amazing and yeah like, i love this movie because you know first of all it's about a bunch of gals kicking ass and taking names but yeah. it's it's also it plays into all those stereotypes yes the the drugs that they hit that crazy peak they you know they end up being redeemed by the end but i love every single second of this movie you know kirsten stewart is joan jett it was such great casting yeah, for sure and yeah. she had great chemistry with dakota fanning and i and, took me a while to realize that was dakota fanning yeah i'm like uh who is this i've seen this person before like because uh, you know, i was watching the alienist yeah uh, recently, she's actually becoming up. quite Quite the actress. Yeah. Um, That's a great show. I really recommend it. Yes. Yes. Dark, but really good. Yeah. 
Um, and then anyone who likes Michael Shannon, he just plays the best crazy band manager. In Cra- the, yeah. Michael Shannon's getting known as the being the insane person. Oh, in but he movie. does it so well. Yeah. And he said he's at his peak here in this movie. He looks like a real it. wild card. <laughs> it's like, is this guy going to like. When he's in a little van in well, the woods trying to teach a bunch a, of teenage girls how to be sexy. It's he's a 40, so creepy. He's a 40 year old man <laughs> in a van with. Like a eight, seventeen-year-old yeah, girls trying to teach them how to be sexy on stage. That scene is just yeah, amazing. The, it's a very cringe. It's even harder to watch now with the whole like what's going on in the world where you're like, this. Was yeah, so that was not okay. And this is the this is the eighties. It's like I'm hanging out with this forty-year-old mom. Okay, see you later. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So he wasn't a real guy obviously, but I also really love the movie Inside Lewin Davis. It's like, you know, yeah, the guy who Dylan. wasn't Bob Dylan. Yeah. I think it's a play on, like, what if Simon and Garfunkel broke up? <laughs> and then and they then never Gar- got back together. Yeah, and then Garfunkel tried real hard to, like, make, make it. it. So- <laughs> 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 yes. I think that's basically that script for that movie. Because oh. it's like, uh, it's a good movie. Um, the scene where the John Goodman in the car <laughs> ride to Chicago is like my favorite buddy comedy scene. <laughs> yeah. Any other movies that anyone wants to bring up that, that they love in this genre? Well, when you mentioned the music manager, I thought of a mm. cricket bat. So mm. obviously, I'm talking about Spinal Tap. Oh um, yes, and the, yes. The, the manager's like, sometimes this comes in very handy. Yeah. But it he, goes to eleven. That's another thing. Is like you want to talk about a movie. It's like obviously Bill's Dig is actually up there. I think in a movie that kind of changes, like a style, like that oh, was Final kind of Tap a change. Define the mockumentary for sure. Yeah, yeah, there was no such concept of the mockumentary before yeah. Spinal Tap, and then it's like, oh, we could do this, like make it look like a a news article, but it's completely fake, and uh, or make it look like a documentary, but it's completely fake, and it was a new con. It was a brand new concept. But they actually the learned. Genre how to play their instruments and then actually toured and, and became a real band. Yeah. So it, so it's <laughs> kind so, of spawned. I didn't I know. know that part. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's crazy What's amazing is, is that's the fucking brother. Sorry. I didn't mean to brother. I'm Sorry. just saying. I swear that, on this podcast, actually. Oh, oh, I didn't swear. Did I? I uh, oh, you did. I oh, I, I, I did you. too. So it's all good. How very dare you. Um, but yeah, the, the, what's, what's wild about the spinal tap is that the, the people that went on, Almost all of them became stars, like Billy Crystal's yeah, yeah. in it, yeah. Fran Drescher, yeah. uh, and then also Michael McKeon. He's uh, yeah. he's on he's he on, on Better Call Saul, Better Call yeah, Saul. which is yeah. the new season's uh, coming, coming out, out next uh, week. It's dropping pretty soon, eh? Yeah, I, don't, I know it has I, nothing I to do it, with the musician I, biopic, but yes, Better Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and also like uh, I just think uh, a lot of these movies were really good this this week. They were all enjoyable to watch. There was one thing about. Um, I find I like about those kind of movies. It's just they're so easy to. It's it's like fun said. viewing. Right. It's not going to be a tough watch, you know. Even when they're at their lowest, you know Johnny Cash gets over his addiction and marries uh, June. You know, yeah. Like you know, uh, Joan Jett is going to go on to have her own amazing solo career. Right. Like, there, there's a few though I can think of. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. You may know it. Uh, it was the one covering um, Joy Division. Yes. So you know, fair enough. In that, and then Ian kills himself. Like, so it, it, it's en- true. There it are ends some, right yes. when oh, yeah. or, you know, uh, and, and actually, they, now they're yeah. super famous, and yeah. and, and New mm-hmm. Order obviously yeah. came out of them. So a lot of 
people are well, fans of. Fair Hulk enough. There speaking isn't of, always the happy. Speaking ending, of mockumentary and, and also being a movie that we covered, uh, hardcore logo. Yes. The ending is pretty fucking like what? How, what the hell <laughs> just happened? And uh, it's great. I love it. I think that's the guy from uh, Fubar totally took from it that concept. Oh, one thousand percent. At yeah. the end of Fubar, where you know I don't want to give away because it's good, but it's you know close. what? I think we can spoil a movie that's like fifteen years old if you haven't seen it by now. Like I just saw the new Batman last night, so I won't spoil that. But yeah. Fubar, I think you can. Uh, the new Batman has cool teeth. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so so bad. You didn't like it? No. But anyways, moving right. on to our topic at hand. We'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> <laughs> I think for maybe season two, one of our episodes can be franchises where we talk about our favorite, yeah, epi- you know, favorite ones in the franchise. So uh, Phil, any uh, any closing remarks? Anything you want to plug words. as we wrap up here today? Yeah. Uh, just uh. Basically, if you want to check out Basin Fest, uh, it's basinfest.com. Yeah. Uh, we're planning. Are to you guys going to have work. another year at uh, Basin Fest this year? So, uh, this year we're supposed to put out definitely that vinyl record. Oh, okay. uh, we've got all the tracks mastered from the bands. And my uh, band, Night Beach. Your band's in it, important. Night Beach, uh, <laughs> and, and a number of other great acts, yeah. uh, mostly from Montreal. Um, but I got to finish the cover art and then send it off to the presses. Uh, but yeah, basinfest.com, you can see our next uh, events that will, will happen. I'm sure we'll have an event when the record is being launched. Awesome. Yeah. So TBD, as they say. And, to uh, be announced. Okay, it, so Jerry. <laughs> oh, anything else you want to? Yeah, it, also I could use like micro slivers of a penny. So. Check out Paddle to the Sea on Spotify if you want to hear a rocking uh, rockin new gaze band. How many times do I have to listen to your song before you get one penny? Well, it used to actually pay out more. Like, I saw that we had, like, 6,000 listens from Russia. Right. But it was paying out, like, 0.0001 rubles or something. Oh, boy. So it was, like, it, it, they converted into Canadian, so right. it ends up being, like, virtually nothing. Um, but, no, I think I've... You know, you do still get some royalties. I think I got yeah. 50 bucks a, or something. What but. a terrible time to be a fan of uh, being popular in Russia. It's like, my fans, I can't get to you anymore. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, not, I'm not touring there. But, uh, no, but yeah, check yeah. it out. Yeah. Okay, so Jerry, why don't you uh, – the syllabus, the, your home, the homework from this uh, episode. Freak. I recommend um, – Watch uh, Walk the Lines. Very good, very good, perfectly well crafted. Uh, and Walk has hard, the, the Dewey Cox story. Walk hard, yeah. Um, I mean, if you really want to sit through it, I think a very cliched um, uh, movie. Then watch Bohemian Rhapsody. It just I... it hits all the beats of cliche rock star oh, thing totally. that happens to a, a rock star. I liked the I Elton like... John one better because yeah. the Elton John one was original because you yeah, could tell they didn't where it was take themselves go. as so as seriously. Yeah, That's my problem know, with the Freddie You kind of told the story, but also had its own way of telling it. So yeah. you didn't know where it was going to go next, and its way it told it, and that was cool. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to pick one, I would pick the Elton John biopic that came out in like yeah. 2018, 2019. Although I do think uh, Rami Malek, am I pronouncing his name right? Yeah. Uh, I thought he was the great uh, great in it. He was great, but yeah. like I, I said, that, that movie just took itself way too seriously. Yeah, there's the scenes there you're just like, um, like, how do you not know you're writing like a rock cliche right now? Like, it doesn't stop you. Well, it's because it was because the band produced it. Right. Is what it is. Yeah. 
the original one, I think uh, Sasha Baron Cohen won. It's a that one movie. would have. He wanted to go dark and gritty yeah. and like I thought that you been see Freddie fucking a bunch of dudes. But oh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard the Queen one. They basically uh, polished it so much that it became like a shiny metal object. That's exactly the way they, to explain it. They, yeah. They, they took all the rough uh, parts out yeah. of it and that they made Sasha it kind wanted of, and like yeah. So I find that that's one of the things about biopics that they can't really capture what it's like to be in a band because yeah. mm-hmm. the people making the movie may not even be musicians. And, right. Right. And a lot of mu- music is just tedium. It's like watching Jerry trying to set up recording mics <laughs> for freaking for an thing. hour or or maybe mixing and you're listening to your song over and over and you're like. No one's gonna ever want to listen to this. Like, yeah. you've heard it so many times. You're like, it's in you your. You can't head. enjoy it. You can't. Enjoy <laughs> it but then after a while, once it's done, and you can go like walk away from it and go back to it. Yeah. You know. So, it, obviously, they're creating anything gives you some sort of fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. right. So you don't want to eat spaghetti and uh, meatballs all week. It would be, but it would be, <laughs> it would be cool yeah. to have um, a biopic made about you know Montreal artists you that know? would be cool I, like I'm a trying reenactment to of, of like uh these small bands that no one knows about you know? yeah yeah that was pretty interesting like a decline of uh western civilization is that what it's called it was a yeah. punk film made yeah yeah um and it, and it had a lot of really good punk bands from like california yeah. playing at this weird sort of well maybe in our next space. movie we could put a bunch of like cool montreal local montreal bands kind of cool but yeah um yeah. so what else do we recommend people to watch after today's episode uh, uh this is spinal tap yeah spinal tap for sure uh did we mention the runaways? runaways i mentioned the doors watch it but it's long <laughs> it's like any oliver stone you gotta movie. have three mo- three hours at yeah. least i recommend you know maybe eat some mushrooms or something <laughs> yeah dig, that'll dig, definitely make it more enjoyable yeah dig would go well with that as well i'm yeah. pretty sure yeah, yeah. Any any musician yeah. biopic would go good with mushrooms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, as we're wrapping up, don't forget to follow us, Forty One Productions, on Facebook and Instagram. That's it for this season, but we'll see you soon for the with the professors of pop class dismissed. From now, the professors. Professors of, of pop is a Forty One Productions podcast, produced by Stephanie Laughland and edited by Jerry Gabriel. Opening music by Matt Gardner. Special effects courtesy of the respective creators.